Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What's up, friends? Graham Bolden here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for another episode of our Coaches Corner series. Now, there are a lot of fun perks in our Speaker Lab programs, but our amazing coaches who guide our students through the ups and downs of building a speaking business are the heart of our mission. Every single day, our coaches dedicate their wealth of experience to helping our students gain the clarity and the confidence that they need to make an impact as a professional speaker. Today, our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the show alongside one of our other incredible coaches. And together, they're going to guide you through time-tested strategies and tough topics with the practical advice and wisdom that only comes through decades of experience. So whatever stage of your speaking journey that you're in, I know that you're going to benefit from this conversation. So without further do. I'm going to pass the mic to them. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's Coach's Corner. I am super excited to be here with you today. And today I'm going to introduce you to one of our brand new coaches, Angie, Angie B or Angie Bessignano whatever you choose. I just call her, you know, Angie. (laughs) I'm super excited to talk with you today, Angie. How are you? I am awesome. I'm excited to be here. Can't wait. All the energy's building right now, which is perfect because that's kind of like where we're going today, right? So yeah, good. I like how you just dropped that. Very slick. I love it. Uh, Angie's a fellow Jersey girl uh, with me. So um, when we were interviewing her, we were connecting all the dots of where we used to hang out when we were teenagers and all the good stuff. So really funny. Um, (laughs) So why don't you just give us, since it's your first podcast, give us a little briefing of like where you come from, some of your experience things like that. Yeah. So I would be really upsetting Casey right now if I didn't first mention that I was born and raised up until I was 13 in Staten Island, New York, which Casey and I have in common, and then moved to New Jersey. And I've been living in Arizona for five and a half years already. I can't even believe it. And everybody hears me joke, like I'm living on the sun now because it's hot. (laughs) Very hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been in like the whole human development arena in various positions with doing different things um, for 30. Now it's 35 years. I've hit my 35 years in this. And funny because, you know, I was doing things that were who knew that 35 years later that everything that I was doing unbeknownst to me would be like where people are making money and actually have businesses like didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I had. I would have done a few things differently for sure. <laughs> Talk oh, would be following me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, you know, it, it may seem like a 
fun thing, but it's not so easy either. You need a really good team like we have here to support all that. But that's another podcast. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> we're going to stay focused. Today, we're going to be talking about the four fundamentals of energy and why that matters, how to use it properly, um, how to assess where your energy is. Um, this is a great topic. I think it's really an important topic, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because um, tuning into your energy is critical for the for endurance and for sustainability um, as you grow and build your business. And so um, I'd love to first talk about what are the four fundamentals of energy? Yeah. So the first thing that I think everybody has to realize when we start talking about energy, and if you just even use the word Everybody, there's something that pops into people's minds. For most people, it's, oh, physical, right? How, how they view energy. And what I always tell people is energy is where an unbalanced life literally begins. So when people are like, I teach people how to do balance and all of that, I go, okay, so where does the energy piece fit into that? So why is because the four fundamentals are our physical energy, our mental energy, emotional, and spiritual, which I get a little bit of, you know, uh, feedback on because of, you know, I've had people say, well, I'm not very spiritual. I will define those as we progress, but it's not always about what you assume it to be. You know, most people mm -hmm. assume that spiritual energy has religion based, you know, or is religious based. And that's not always the case. Yeah. All right, so let's let's break these down. Let's talk. Let's first talk about um, the physical, yeah. um, the physical aspect of energy and and what that actually means. So it is. It's pretty obvious, right? We always think, what is our physical energy, and it's how we feel every day physically. Um, are we getting enough sleep? Are we feeling tired? Um, are we resting? And rest and sleep are not the same. So there's a lot of ways for us to check in on that, but it really is just basically like, how do you physically feel every day? Um, aches and pains or, you know, dehydration, those are all the physical or some of the physical elements that go into how we feel physically every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the mental aspect of energy. So this is very sensory based. Our mental energy, it's our thoughts, it's our beliefs. And this is important um, because it's such a hot topic is our self-talk. You know, what do we tell ourselves every day? Um, and it's interesting because our self-talk starts at the very beginning of our day. So the minute you become conscious before sometimes you even open your eyes, what's your first thought? Right? Is it something positive or is it like, oh, my back is killing me? Well, guess what? That is the underlying tone and theme for the rest of your day. So where we go mentally and how we show up mentally is based on what we do literally before we're out of the bed in the morning. And it is all about thoughts, beliefs, self-talk, again, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what do they say? We have like 80,000 thoughts a day. Yes. And now that's right? increasing because of how our brains are now, you know, no PhD at the end of my last name, but, you know, I'm always looking for new information. And because of how we use technology, we are forced, our brains are being forced to keep up with the speed of technology. So what people mm. were doing 40 years ago, 
their brains were much, much greater rest. We don't really have that. And we tend to suffer other like, you know, other areas of energy tend to feel the ramifications of that as well. So, yeah, that number is climbing every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the there's the emotional aspect of energy. Yeah. So this is like, how do you feel? Right. How do you feel about things? Um, are you sad? Are you happy? And this is huge because this is where regulation, this is where some of our knee jerk reactions will happen. Um, and regulation is key and it's very challenging because it really we have to kind of recognize that an emotion exists um, in order to regulate it. And it could be even happy. You know, I have to regulate mm -hmm. my emotional energy all of the time. Um, anybody who is a coach or a speaker, we have to regulate, you know, after a session with somebody, right? If somebody who's mm -hmm. really super high energy, we have to regulate. We have to be able to bring ourselves back to baseline so that we're not always, you know, high C. We're not always rushing to the next thing. So that's a really, really big one as well. Mm -hmm. And then the spiritual aspect of energy. So I do. I get a lot of pushback on this when I when I bring it up in a in a workshop or something. And and you know, I've had a lot of people say, well, I'm not religious, because that is generally where people go initially when you say, well, what kind of, you know, what's your spiritual energy like? And they're like, well, I'm not religious. Okay. But spiritual is not just about, you know, God or some greater deity, right? It's, um, it's what are you engaging in that is at a higher level than you? It could be nature. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people who become very, very spiritual. If you just leave them by a brook, in the woods by themselves with no phone, all of a sudden there's this awakening that there's something else. And that's what that spiritual piece, it can be about religion, of course. Um, but it's not just that. Even if you are a, a very religious person, it's not just that. It's other ways that you find peace, tranquility, and a lot of times moral compass, right? What mm. is it that you believe in that makes you be the person that you are, right? And your integrity too. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have a, a soul, right? And so with like whatever feeds your soul or makes you, you know, um, be in the moment is really that spiritual aspect, which not many of us are good at just being in the moment um, because of all the distraction. But I love how all of these like tie in to the other because, um, you know, you mentioned like physical, if you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, my back hurts, that kind of sets the tone for, for the day. Right. And then that, that kind of weighs heavily on your mental state of mind, which then weighs heavy on your emotions. Mm -hmm. But the way to course correct all of this is to tap into the spiritual aspect of your energy. So it's, it's an interesting, if you look at it, it's a very interesting, um, web, if you will, that if you're, if you're using these, yeah in conjunction with one another or, or one's going to build on the other or one's going to drain the other. Absolutely. But that spiritual piece is the one thing that can bring back your energy. So the interesting thing about the spiritual piece too that I that I talk about often is that it's you, right? You could go sit in a church or you could go sit by that brook. But if you're not allowing, if you're not energetically open enough to it, you're disconnecting from yourself, 
And that's, uh-huh. I think, what a lot of people miss. I utilize, I usually give people, a, I'm very visual, and I usually give people the example. I say, you know what, think of your energy, you know, your personal energy as a boat, right? It's perfectly intact. There's no holes. It's well-built, great materials. So our bodies are amazing. The way we are, you know, built is like miracle. It's amazing. Um, but here's the thing. If it's it's like any boat, think of it as a lifeboat. Even um, if you spend, if there's too much emphasis in your life in one area, even if it's good, what happens is you're creating that imbalance, and the best of boats will capsize. If if you know if it, mm-hmm. if it's built for fifty people and all fifty people are on one side of the boat. It's regardless of not having holes and being perfectly intact, it will capsize. And we tend to call that burnout, but it's the same. It's the exact same concept. So we really have to create intention around all of the energy. And that's how we create balance in our lives. You know, so many people are, you know, suffering, especially nowadays, everybody needs to be bigger, better, stronger, faster, but our bodies are still built the same. And we're really putting a great tax on ourselves to keep up with all of that. And it happens essentially by accident. We're just growing with the times or the world, um, with our jobs, our family. I have one kid, I have five kids, like things change, but we have to, if we want balance, we have to create that intentionally. Mm-hmm. So for someone who's listening and they're like, yeah, well, that sounds really great. And, you know, balance and burnout and work-life balance and self-care and all of that. How how can we look at these four different areas of energy and stop fighting against them and start working with them so that we don't have that situation where we're capsizing? Because, you know, um, you kind of mentioned this before, like even happy things can be extreme. You know, you think about bringing home your baby from the hospital, right? You just had this brand new baby. It's super exciting. It's like, you know, such happiness and joy, but that could also capsize the boat in the the spiritual depletion, the energetic or emotional depletion, because you're giving forth so much to this baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we could say similar to growing a business, right? You you are so excited about growing a business. You're putting forth so much energy into becoming a speaker that maybe other aspects of your life, relationships, um, health, uh, you know, uh, y- your your medical care, that could be capsizing. So how how does one, you know, the person that's listening, they're building the business, they're running a home, they're, they have children, how do they work with all of these things to make sure that their boat stays stable? Yeah, because when we talk about it in theory, it all sounds great. Um, I yeah. think that to the first, the very, very first thing, and I think this is the mistake that we all make when we recognize, or sometimes we don't, is that we really do have to look at things and say, I recognize that there's an imbalance right now. I recognize. And and how do we know? Well, I don't know. If you plop into bed and you are exhausted at the end of the day, um, you need to pay attention to that. And are mm-hmm. you getting enough sleep? You know, it's so funny. There's this fallacy I don't know who started it or when it started, but there was this idea that the older you get, the less sleep you get, you need. And that is 1000% not true. 
um, adults like us who are busy, whether you're a professional and busy or you are like a new mom or a new parent or somebody bringing home that baby, you are basically going to be getting taxed and you know that. And you really have to take that step and say, okay, what do I really need the most? So it's really about being honest with yourself and not making little, like I call them the deals with the devil because they don't work. Mm -hmm. You know, I promise I'm going to start going to bed earlier and I'm going to get enough sleep. We need eight to nine hours of sleep per night. If you are a high functioning person, eight to nine, it's not six because you're 70 anymore. That's that's not even true. Yeah. Um, so it's really number one, first and foremost, all of the energies. The thing that will affect all of the energy is sleep. It is absolutely the sleep piece. And I have, I've had, I've experienced clients and students and people that will say, well, I'm a surgeon. I, I operate off of six hours a night. <laughs> Please don't do my surgery because think about that. <laughs> Would you trust yeah. somebody to do any kind of procedure on you that wasn't keeping some kind of balance? And, you know, how do you even know that? But I've really had so many high level professionals say, well, I'm expected to do this. I can do it. I'm used to it. Your body mm -hmm. never gets used to it. So the first thing is to really, really tap into your sleep habits and check on them. Right. Everybody's got a watch now. Look at the watch and say, OK, yeah. I'm only averaging six hours a night because if I don't have the prop, not not rest, but if I don't have the proper amount of sleep, everything else I do and I can assure myself of this, it is scientifically factual that I will never do my very best. That's a story. OK, so that's number one is accepting that. Your sleep is the one thing that you need to create and protect a boundary with. You have to do that. Um, and then mm -hmm. once we kind of get that into, and it's it's huge, it's a, it is probably one of the most challenging spaces that I've ever as coach ever experienced with clients is that pushback, like, no, 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 I'm fine. And then I kind of say, well, humor me, do it. Do it for mm -hmm. 14 days. And then tell me, how do you feel then and now? And hands down, it's like, I can't believe like, that, like this big miracle happened. Like, I can't believe I feel so yeah. much better. So that's like really the first thing, right? Because it's not all about theory. It's what are the actions? And then we really need to look at each area very specifically and intentionally. And most of all, honestly, and say, first of all, what habits do I have that are supporting that area, right? Um, so for something like the physical, we're working on sleep and basics, nutrition and hydration. Um, but then we can go into the mental. What are you doing at the end of the night? I have a little um, exercise that I do with students and I learned it from one of my mentors. It's the three, two, one theory before bed, you know, no eating three hours before, right? Um, no watching TV or working, I'm sorry, no working two hours before and no, um, and one hour before, no electronics, no phones, no, no screens. Mm -hmm. Second biggest challenge because how you go to sleep, what you're absorbing is what you're going to put out. Not just physically, like, you know, they say you are what you eat. 
And yes, yeah. that's true. If you eat garbage, you're going to feel like garbage. If you ingest garbage visually, pretty much that's going to be your mindset. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. at a hockey game the other day and they were playing this like crazy music. I was like, oh, really? They're playing this? And it was like angry. I'm like, no wonder these guys are hitting each other. Like, you're you're enforcing this by putting this. This isn't motive. This isn't Rocky II motivator here. This is like, ooh, get angry and go throw them up against the glass. Like, so anyway, but what you, you know, it's kind of a little funny thing, but what you take in is what is going, you're like a sponge. It's what you're going to absorb and and excrete. You're gonna, that's what you're gonna give off. Um the regulation that I spoke about with emotional um, space, this is a little trickier because a lot of people do have traumas, right, that some of them don't even realize they're holding on to. They don't realize why they wake up feeling down or they don't understand why they're angry or how why they have certain triggers. So, you know, obviously we try to keep the therapy piece out because that's not what I do, right? My thinking is, <clears throat> excuse me, how do you regulate? How do you check in on yourself and say, you know, am I receiving information? And I and I tell people, ask yourself, is that true? Like the stories, the beliefs, right? Is it true? Because you're getting your feelings based on your thoughts and how you're receiving information. It could be something as silly as a boss, right? And, 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 and a team member. And the boss might say, hey, Angie, can you do this for me? If I'm not in a good emotional space, I could very easily take that personally. And there goes that relationship. There goes the communication. So the first thing that I tell people is to say, you know what? Is that really true? Check Mm -hmm. in on it and be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I read a book years ago. It ended up being one of my favorite books. It's called The Rhythm of, Li- Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly. And he talks about your physical, spiritual, intellectual, and emotional needs. And every human being has them. So he just swapped out mental for intellectual. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who's listening who who really wants to try to learn themselves, like um, I know people who say, I don't know, I'm just not tuned into myself like you are. Like, I don't know, I couldn't pick that up, Right. And so it is a skill to really practice something like this to understand, like, why do I feel off? Um, so I, I, I just for a couple of years, every time I uh, when I journaled, I just wrote, like, how am I going to meet my physical, intellectual, emotional and spiritual needs for that day? And it started making me very keenly aware of the the um, the needs that I have in those four areas and how I am or am not fulfilling them. Right. Because it's not for other people to fulfill them. It's for yourself to fulfill Mm -hmm. them first. And so I think if anyone who's listening is like, I really want to I want to figure out a way to get more in tune with myself to to um, increase my energy in a positive way. That's a really simple exercise of just asking yourself, how are you going to meet these four energetic, you know, foundational uh, needs of your body, your mind, your soul each and every day. And it doesn't have to be life-changing. It could be super simple, right? It's like, I don't know, set an alarm on your phone every hour on the hour and take a deep breath. That's, believe it or not, we don't do that. (laughs) So um, I think keep it really simple, but you will see a shift in your energy when you start paying attention to this, um, which then allows you to show up better in all aspects of your life, which is really, really um, 
really important. Well, your point um, is very valid, though. It really has to be. It has to be intentional. So this is the funny thing, right? As high performing people, like, you know, our students are like either expanding on an existing business, speaking business, or they're launching one. And mm-hmm. I think what happens is when you get that excitement, right, that adrenaline, it's like, yeah, this is awesome. And I think the important thing to remember is that we need to treat our energy and our energetic goals. We have to have them as intentionally as we do our business goals. We spend so much time creating all of these goals and learning the how-tos. And of course, that is absolutely important. It's You need it, right? You can have great energy and no business plan, and that's not going to work either. However, right. um, the failure comes from not taking care of yourself at the human level. You are human before you are any role that you play. And if you're able to intentionally create the goals and you're talking about keeping them simple, the thing that people forget is they will comp- they, they compound. So before you know it, you might do one small thing like making sure you're drinking X amount of ounces of water per day and in 14, so now there's a lot of you know controversy over how long does it take to create a habit. And essentially, if you do the same thing every day for 14 days, it, it can become just as normal as brushing your teeth, right? And then you choose the next that's going to compound. So I also wanted to say too, like like negating the idea that they have to quit something before they start something. If you start something, you will automatically negate. What's the opposite of not brushing your teeth? I'm gonna brush my teeth for 14 days. Like, mm-hmm. so so there's like not, people say, oh, I have to quit doing this. No, what do you do instead? What is what is the goal? Um, and they have to be definitive, right? With timelines, of course, but also with the boundaries that we utilize to protect them. That is where I feel like the, where it gets lost a little bit is because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody sets a boundary. I tell, I tell people, oh, don't make a commitment. If I asked you to make this as a vow, would that change it for you? And generally it does. Why? Because there is more power in the word vow than there is in commitment. So mm. even changing some of the words make it more serious, but you're exact 100% right. Definitely keeping it simple and we're not we don't have to swing for the fences right out of the gate because then we or or do too many at once right because that's when we have the overwhelm and then we just keep telling you know we're reinforcing the the idea that we're just going to fail Mm -hmm. yeah I, i i think too it's just like for people who haven't practiced this just to get into a small practice of awareness around these four elements is really important because I think this is where we often make mistakes when we try to create new habits. It's like, like you're saying, we, we, we feel this need to change everything. And that adds actually more emotional overwhelm, which drains energy. Right. Right. And the whole goal here is to sustain and ramp up energy in the easiest ways possible. And so I think, you know, if you're, if you're not aware of these four aspects for yourself, um, that's the first part. Don't try to change it. Just become aware of it. Even if you wake up tomorrow and you're like, oh, 
my back hurts. Don't be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Now my days, yeah, no, <laughs> just like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I just said that. Very interesting. So get really curious about the things that you're saying. Um, get really curious about your routines that you already have in place. So before you change everything, figure out what you already have in place. Some of the stuff actually may be working. There just might be some small tweaks here and there. Um, you know, for me, I'm a pen and paper person. I know you are too. Yeah. So I, I love writing stuff down, you know, so like I got eight hours of sleep. I'm curious about how I feel today, right? Or um, my mindset's really good. I'm excited to face this day. I'm curious about how the day is going to go today. You know, emotionally, I had a great dinner with my husband and we had great conversations. So I feel so full emotionally or uh, spiritually. I had a great meditation or a great prayer. Like when you look at those things that you've done and oh my gosh, at the end of the day, you had an amazing day. Well, that's something to tune into, right? And then on the days that you didn't have an amazing day and you go and you check those four areas, there might be so much um, valuable information to help you change those small little tweaks that prevented that from being a great day or zapping your energy. I love what you said, though, too. I just want to say this because um, a lot of people are very journal averse. Like they go, oh, I don't have time for that. And I say, okay, wait a minute. I would let me see mm -hmm. your calendar. I guarantee you have time. But the best time to really do that is, you know, you can actually set the, set the intention for the next day that night. And the way that you do that is not to beat yourself up over a bad day, right? Or an emotional re reaction to something. It's to just look at something and say, what went really well today in my energy? Like what went well? Mm -hmm. This was great. This, like you're saying. And then give yourself the opportunity to say, okay, what's one thing that I could do better tomorrow than I did today? And maybe it's having a conversation that's difficult, some communication or being nicer to yourself. Gosh, you know, like sit next to yourself on a park bench for a minute and give love because mm. we're harder on ourselves than anybody could ever be on us. And just yeah. make that small commitment. And when you go to close that book or put that paper away or however you're doing it and you close your eyes, you will have a more restful sleep. And when you wake up, you already know your goal. There's no scrambling for like, all right, so what do I really need to do today for me from that energy space? You're already preparing for that. And I think that's important. It's like doing the action um, and 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 putting it somewhere because when we write, that's a stronger commitment. And even then when we type, I know many people just keep everything on a tablet or a phone or, and that's fine. But mm -hmm. no matter what age or demographic you are in, there is power in actually taking a pen or a pencil and writing something. And it's something you said earlier, too, I wanted to just tap into super quick. You said, oh, if we try, one of the first words that I eliminate when I'm working with anybody, a student or anybody, and I say, well, are you going to try or will you? Right? Because if I'm the uh -huh. CEO of a company and I say, I have this important project, I need it done by Friday, and I tell that person, well, I'll try, I'm probably going to be out of a job quickly. So it's just really about using the word I will, even if it's I will do my best, but try. We're already giving ourselves the escape route to get out. So anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I just yeah, wanted to hit those things and I wanted to jump on that. 
Yeah, no, it's all great. So I'd love to just address like why this even matters to our students who are listening or potential students that are listening, like this whole energy thing. It's it's great. It's fun to talk about. It could be interesting, but I care because why? So I've been really thinking about that. And what I really came up with is that, again, for students that are expanding existing business, or for students that are here launching a new business, we give you the greatest tools. And I'm not saying that because I'm a coach, right? I wouldn't be able to coach into it if I didn't believe it. So I'm here for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that the truth of the matter is, is that it's still a business and there's still, um, there's still the chance of failure. But, and I will say, not but, energy is statistically why people don't fail because they don't know what they're doing. They don't fail uh-huh. because they didn't get it right. Henry Ford's first car, it might as well have had like triangular wheels on it. And he's amazing because he never looked at it like, what did I do wrong? He literally said, what can I do better? He, did, he failed yep. forward, which is not failure at all. So the idea here is that you really need to be able to have that gumption to to forge ahead when every little piece doesn't fit right. Everything that doesn't work Uh isn't a failure. But if you don't have the mental energy to to wrap your head around that or to try again or to do something a little different, that's the failure is that they stop trying. Most of them, any business that fails, most of them fail if it's not external, like economics or something like that, it is usually like 70% of the time, not my statistic, Department of Labor um, in the U.S. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to speak like I know what I'm talking about without knowing, right? Is um, right. basically because people, they quit. They quit. We don't want you to quit. Mm-hmm. We want you to look at what isn't working and be energized by it and take that air quotes, that failure forward. But you need the energy to do that. You need to be strong, tough. There needs to be grit. You could be speaking on like the softest topic, like how to swaddle your baby. Like what's more beautiful than swaddling a baby? Not much. Okay. Right. But but if, if it's not going the way you want, it's not time to quit. You need to be able to have all those energies working with you and for you so that you go, okay, this isn't working. What's a better way to do this? And I think that's yeah. the key component. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, in fact, in module five, we have a um, workbook for our students. And in that workbook, it's, it's all about scaling the business, right? Because you know where your business is today, it's not going to be in that same place a year from now, right? You're, you're going to mature, your business is going to mature. And so evolution just naturally happens. Um, And so one of the things that we talk about is protecting your energy in that in that workbook. Um, And it's doing a full assessment on your business of what gives you energy? What, What do you what do you have to do to run the business and it gives you energy? What do you have to do? to run the business, but it drains your energy. So for an example, if you're a speaker, you kind of have to speak, right? If you want a successful (laughs) speaking business, you have to speak. Now, for some people, 
that drains their energy. They do it, but it, it could be energy draining. Well, that's not something you're going to be able to delegate. You're a speaker. You have to speak. However, if you do social media for your business and it absolutely drains your energy, that's something you can delegate right? And so there's this, it's this whole energy model. And the reason why we talk about it is because of what you just said, protecting your energy, being, um, being truth, like giving your, your energy, the truth it deserves or the voice it deserves Mm -hmm. is totally okay. Like we're not going to like doing everything in our business. That's totally fine. But getting honest with yourself and understanding that this 1000% drains my energy and it takes away from the things that I, I need to be doing and I love to, to be doing is so critical to the growth of the business. Um, and you'll know when you get there because you'll you'll be at your desk and you'll be working and you'll say, oh, I hate doing that. Hate it, right? And we say, jot that down. Jot that down. Whatever you hate doing, jot it down because that's going to be your first hire. But this this is this is why this conversation is so important because... You know, when you first start a business, you're all the things. You are the finance department, you're the marketing department, you're the right. sales department, fulfillment department, your customer service, you're everything. That's not sustainable long term. And so practicing this in your everyday life gives you this keen awareness about your overall energy and it will help you run a much more successful business because you'll be so clear on the things that you love to do that give you energy and so clear on the things that you have to do that zap your energy. So um, that's all in module five. So I just wanted to touch on that because it's really important. I have to make you laugh because I was just saying this to a couple of people today. Like back in 2008, and I know this is going to be a shocker. I built my first website, WordPress, on my own. It took me three months. Why? <laughs> ah. Listen, I was ready to throw the computer, the house, the dog, the cat, the the chair, the desk out the window. Why? Because I don't love it, don't enjoy it. I don't learn it really well. And I thought, but I but because like you said, I was all things to my changing. At that time I was shifting my business from just coaching mm-hmm. into speaking as well. And I was like, I need to do this. I need to make my look. Oh yeah, I was all full of like venom and vigor to start with. And like day two. I was ready to jump because it just isn't a good place for me. But I I pushed through. But guess what? I also made the commitment that going forward, it cost me so much more in time and energy. And you know what? I almost quit. That is not an untrue story. I literally was like, you know what? If this is what this takes, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. And that was Mm -hmm. a lie. Right? What I needed was somebody who knew how to do it much more efficiently so that I could focus on what really lights me up, which is content creation, delivery of content, you know, doing discovery calls. Like that is amazing, right? That is like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I could fly to the moon. I don't even have a rocket. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me to to build another website, I'm quitting. (laughs) I know, but I know, but I I learned myself, right? I learned that. Yeah. Even when I know how to do it and I did, I taught myself, I don't want to do that. Just, it's too, yeah. too much of a dream. Well, I think that's that's the big thing. And and for people who are listening saying, yeah, but but I can't delegate that stuff right now. That's okay. That's okay. I think just mentally creating a, a list of things that you will delegate 
empowers you to push through and understand that when you do fill in the blank, the thing that you can't stand doing, you need to build in some time to maybe go for a walk or go to your boxing class. So you could punch a bag. I don't know. Do something that's going to fill your cup or have have lunch date with your friend or partner or whatever. Um, but th this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. If the boat is going to stay stable, when you know it starts to capsize when you do social media or when you have to do a, a big workshop, you know, like energetically, you're going to be zapped. You have to make sure on the other side of that, you have something that fills your energetic cup. That's what this is about, right? Looking at those four areas, those four foundational pieces of energy and making sure, number one, you know what that means for you because we're all different. And number two, that you know when you're going to be zapping portions of those areas, you have something on the other side that's going to fill it up because being an entrepreneur really requires a ton of energy, a ton of energy. Um, but you're more than just an entrepreneur, right? We're husbands and wives and sisters and brothers and friends and all the things. And so making sure that you find that balance um, and making sure you understand what fills your energy is so critical to this. Um, I've loved this conversation. I'd love to know if you have any last thoughts or, or things that you feel or people need to hear. Well, I think the one quick thing that I would add to that is to your point, and I said it earlier, our positive energy compounds, those positive habits compound. The, the other side of it is so does that negative and we have to be aware of that so if if what if you're trying to drill in the negative thing that is really sapping your energy and you're not changing it other things are going to fall with it it's compounding in that same right. way so there needs to be an awareness that you know like first is like like brings about like so if it's great you're going to bring in more of that if it's not so great you're going to bring in more of that. And that's where that self-assessment becomes important. Like you said, the baby. Well, if you're bringing home a baby and this business is your new baby, then you need to have a support system in place. And then you tweak it. You see what works and what maybe doesn't work. But that's mm -hmm. really it. Yeah, no, this is awesome. It's a great conversation. It, it's uh, probably one of the conversations that get very overlooked and why we include it in our No One to Scale uh, workbook for our students because um, the, the, the businesses that don't make it, it's because of this energy piece. It's because, like you said, the compounding effect weighs so heavily physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually on people that they just don't think that they can go on. And so really getting in touch with this is critical. Um, and as you grow, what what's, what's, what's the ebb and flow of this energy and what can you control and what do you have to um, kind of wait on? Like, I'm sorry, building a business, you do. You have to get some knee scrapes along the way. Um, you have to get dirty and you have to, you know, have those low, low lows to have those high, high highs. Right. Um, but understanding this is really, really important for the sustainability of you, um, especially if you are the brand, right? There's no brand without you. So um, understanding this is really, really important. So you're awesome. Thank you so much for bringing this. Awesome. Uh, today. <laughs> really appreciate your time. Um, if you're listening and you're a student, we hope you have an awesome day. If you're listening and you're not a student, we hope you also have an awesome day. But we also hope that you head over to thespeakerlab.com and book a strategy call. Uh, if you're looking to be a speaker, this is the place to be. Angie, 
Thanks so much for being awesome. here today. Thanks, Mary Alice. Have a great day. Bye. Here at The Speaker Lab, we pride ourselves on the amazing caliber and diversity of our coaching team. In addition to decades of experience and building a speaking business, each of our coaches has a unique specialty ranging from self-discovery to executive leadership to spirituality to marketing to writing and more. And so whatever path you want to forge as a speaker, you can find someone with the experience and wisdom to guide you on our coaching team. If you've ever thought about working with our incredible team, it is a great time to take the next step. So I want you to head to The Speaker speakerlab.com slash corner. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash corner to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, our podcast is full of similar Coaches Corners episodes, interviews with incredible professional speakers, and so much more. So I want you to check it out over at the speakerlab.com slash podcast. Finally, got a huge favor to ask of you. I want you to leave us a rating or review for this show. We read every single one of them, helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can also use to build their speaking careers. And thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you next time.